Hello, everybody, and you're all very welcome to the latest episode of The Big Review Ski. My name is Owen Doherty, and thank you from the very bottom of my heart for listening in. I mean that. This week's special guest is that I just realized it sounded like I didn't mean that, but I swear to you, I, I actually did. Too desperate? Maybe. It's fine. This week's special guest is the if-denominated filmmaker Paddy Slattery, who's got a brand new movie out uh, on the 31st of July in Irish cinemas. It's Broken Law. It's a gritty new thriller. In fact, somebody described it as a headbutt of a thriller, which is a brilliant description. Uh, It's about two estranged brothers on opposite sides of the law. One of them is Dave, played by the excellent Tristan Hinu. He's a respected member of the guards. But his brother, Joe, played by the also excellent Graham Early, he's a bit of a bad egg. He's just out of prison and already mixing with a bad crowd. And basically, he causes a lot of headaches for his law-abiding brother, isn't it always the way? Um, the film also stars Gemma Lee Devery and John Connors, who most people, of course, will know from Love Hate and Cardboard Gangsters. And there's also there's a bit of a Cardboard Gangsters reunion in this with some of the cast. So if you were a fan of Love Hate or a fan of Cardboard Gangsters, you're going to really, really enjoy the movie. Um, Paddy himself, Paddy Slattery, he's an off-play man, but don't let that put you off from going to see the cinema. Um, apologies to everybody from Offaly. Uh, by the way, as Robin Williams said, actually, in Goodwill Hunting, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's okay. Paddy, though, he's genuinely fascinating man to talk to. He actually became a filmmaker following a really serious car accident uh, a number of years ago, and he suffered a severe spinal cord injury and remains quadriplegic. And in his own words, um, after the accident, he said, my body switched off and my imagination switched on. So we actually turned to filmmaking, made lots of shorts. And this is the first kind of step into making um, the move to feature films. So this is his feature film directorial debut, and it is an absolute cracker. So caught up with him about a load of stuff, the brand new movie, uh, his casting process, how they put the film together. Obviously, the current state of cinemas and cinema going because of the big stupid pandemic. And uh, yeah, just a lovely, fascinating, genuinely inspirational man to talk to. Um, he's gone through uh, so much in his life and it's led to this point where he had to go through an entire kind of mental workout and physical workout to prepare himself for making this film. And uh, the end result is just fantastic. So you're going to hear a wee clip from the film, Broken Law. It's out in cinemas, as I said, 31st of July. And then straight into the interview with Mr. Paddy Slattery. Enjoy. Sorry about the awfully stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I actually love people from awfully. Awfully nice. Awfully people. They're awfully nice. I meant to say that at the start. Sorry. Awfully nice. What a class joke. Some people grow up idolizing different people throughout their lives. I always wanted to be like my father. Look at the wall. It's a mother like being a free man. <laughs> it's liberating, mate. Liberating. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? So you're out then. It's no thanks to you either. Brother, please forgive me. I have an idea. Let's just say we can kill two boards with one stone. What I did yesterday was stupid. Put the gun down and let her go. I could have got somebody killed. When you didn't. They never asked me to do you another favour again. Do you think you're better than me or something? You have to go kill, man. Got a surface. When he does, I'm going to bury him below the surface. He'll be the last fish you ever see. Joe's friend. 
You don't get that money back to me. I'm gonna cut off with my head off. What's wrong with the family? What? You don't fancy losing you like you lost your father. Put it down. Is this what you're thinking? I was just doing my job. Paddy Slattery, it's wonderful to chat to you today. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the big review ski. How are you keeping? Not too bad, not too bad. Forgive the bad head. Uh, I just rolled out of bed into this interview. You're, <laughs> the joys of lockdown, what? Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're not alone. I was getting slagged previously because somebody told me I had uh, like Lego man hair. So I take bad hair over Lego man hair any day of the week. Uh, Lego man. I haven't seen any of the Lego Lego interviews, so uh, I I don't know. Would that be a compliment? Does that say you're a bit square? Maybe a little bit square. Like to get blocked. I'm not sure. One of those things, anyway. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take it as a compliment, anyway. But listen, um, Broken Law is almost here. It's almost in cinemas. Um, you had the world premiere. What seems like a distant memory ago. But just give us a wee bit of background because. This feels like it's your baby. You've written the movie, you've directed it. And is it true it took about like it's like a decade in the making, something like that? More or less, yeah. I mean, the first draft of the script was written in in uh, 2009. So, um, I mean, I, I parked that first draft and went and, and made some short films in the subsequent years, but um, basically learned trade. And about 20, late 2016, I think we felt that we were ready. And I myself, I felt like, uh, yeah, I was ready to take on a, a bigger challenge like that. So maybe late 2016 is when we really rolled up the sleeves and decided, right, let's get this production off the page and on the screen. And that's where the madness, the real madness began. Yeah, it was uh, crazy, yeah. Well, I was wondering because you, you mentioned there, you know, t- kind of, uh, the madness of going from those shorts because you're doing yourself a disservice. There are loads of like award-winning, amazing uh, Irish shorts. And then going from that to full feature length uh, film, uh, you obviously, you said, you know, you were ready to to take that leap, but um, what kind of madness is uh, is in the feature film business that, that you weren't finding in the shorts? Well, it was more of a, a physical, um, the physical challenge because I thought artistically and, and technically I was fine. I, I knew the ins and outs of making a film, uh, bringing crews together and cast and that kind of thing. But just, I guess, the physiological challenge of like a short film, you can, you're shooting for maybe two days. So there's maybe a few days pre-production, two days of a shoot, and then you can do the post-production in your own time. It's not that intense, and um, with a feature film, it's. I mean, you could be shooting sixteen to twenty consecutive days, and maybe you'll have a weekend off in between to to slip into a coma and then go out again Monday. So I wasn't quite sure if I was physically capable of doing that because, I mean, I'm quadriplegic and. I, my immune system will be slightly compromised, so I wouldn't have the energy and, and physical strength uh, as, as somebody, say, without that physical disability. So I just I didn't know if I could actually do that. And the, the trouble is, if you're two days, three days into a shoot, and suddenly I get sick, I mean, the, the production has to keep going because everybody has given their schedule and their time 
to be there. Locations have been coordinated, catering. Just the pressure of if it stops. I mean, I literally had a backup plan for directors to come in and and grab the torch and go with it if I if, if I fell ill. So there's all that mental pressure as well that if that happened, I'd be devastated because I don't think I'd ever be able to get the confidence to get back in and do another feature. So there was all those sort of mind games I play and, and the physical challenges. So leading into the shoot, yeah, I just went on a crazy um, exercise binge for a while and built up that sort of strength. And But also we were very lucky in a way that because it was an independent production and we were essentially wrangling the finance, we could schedule the shoot to accommodate my physical needs. So whereas on a standard shoot, you might have a five-day shoot and two days off, what I did was we did a, a four-day shoot with three days off. And actually our crew and cast actually enjoyed that because it felt almost like an extended holiday during a shoot. So um, it gave me recuperation time as well. So. Well, Paddy, no, that's so inspiring to hear that, especially whenever you see the final product. And, you know, as you said, you have all these worries and anxieties going into a project like this. But then whenever you get to the final product, it's like, hey, you've got a brilliant movie on your hands and it looks great. And people don't even take into consideration every little detail that's gone in or every kind of tiny bit of planning that, that you said there. But um, no, so congratulations again on, on just on making and creating something that, that's come together so brilliantly. I mean, I, I would have been happy if, if we just actually did it and came away thinking, you know, despite how it looked or how it sounded, the fact that the achievement of actually doing it, bringing people together, raising the money and actually doing it would have been wanting. And, I was saying to myself, it would have been an added bonus if we happened to make a half decent film at the other end. So I think we achieved that as well. So, um, yeah, look, it was amazing, I have to say, because we had, like, during the lead up to making the film, I mean, we came so close to production on two previous occasions, and literally the plug was pulled on us. So I had built myself up already two times previous. And for it to be derailed for one reason or another, and I'm thinking this is never, ever going to happen. So when it was actually happening, it didn't quite feel real. I didn't believe it until until it was over. Crazy. And then there was the small matter of a global pandemic whenever you wanted to release it as well. Well, you know what? I'm not complaining because we were blessed because we got our film made, got it finished, got it ready in time for a premiere at the Dublin International Film Festival. and then we go into lockdown. I mean, if we didn't, if we'd go into lockdown prior to finishing the film or prior to a premiere, oh my God, those last four months would have been very long for me because it just would have felt like the rug was pulled out from under us. And um, I feel really bad for all of the filmmakers who are in that situation where the productions have to be put on ice because if you can imagine the financial implications of that must be astronomical. Yeah, there's definitely uh, an element of some of uh, the look of the Irish slightly, uh, because obviously your timing was perfect. The timing of something like Normal People was perfect. Uh, The Young Offenders, they made the decision to film Series 2 and Series 3 back to back. So it's given them the opportunity to come out uh, just around now as well. So you've got all these wonderful Irish... uh, whether it's TV or movies, it just seems to, you know, come together at the right time as well. 
really is. Uh, I mean, touch wood, yeah, maybe it is the luck of the Irish, but even in terms of the lockdown for us, like Simon Doyle, our producer, and I, we, we got the opportunity during lockdown to sit down and not just, I guess, take stock of where we were, but also plan with our distribution company, Breakout Pictures, plan an actual cinema strategy and then also plan an international sales strategy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I look back, I realize how lucky we really were because there's there's a lot of independent productions that are not going to come out the other end of this, and that's the sad reality about it. So, luckily, we've got something intact um, when cinemas eventually open. Yeah, well, no, it's a, it's a it's a lovely mixture of luck and and talent, anyway. And um, but tell us, Broken Law, um, where do we find ourselves at the start of the film? For anyone who hasn't seen uh, the trailer or got an idea from the poster yet, where what what's uh, a little bit of the synopsis about? Uh, well, I guess in, in in technical terms, it's a crime thriller or a crime drama. Uh, but for me, it's a, it's a personal story. It's a brotherly story between Dave Connolly, who's a very well-respected guard, but his loyalty to the law is tested by his younger brother, Joe, who's just out of prison, gets embroiled in a robbery, and suddenly Dave, being the older brother, has to take him under his wing and hide him out against his better judgment. And um, But but during that, that process for Dave, Dave happens to meet and fall in love with this unhappily married woman, Amia, and then he later discovers that she's actually the victim of his brother's crime. So... All hell breaks loose for this man. Uh, yeah, so it's a, I guess it's a tale of loyalty, uh, but there's elements of legacy in there as well because sometimes with legacy, we can um, we can be more, I guess, preoccupied with how we might be perceived in the public eye and that can tend to uh, compromise our moral compass, if that makes any sense. Oh, it certainly does, and uh, yeah, you don't make it easy for the characters already, or anyway. But um, but no, it's it's very enjoyable uh, going along with them and the casting in this, um, because there seems to be a real hot streak in Ireland. I mean, we've always produced brilliant uh, actors and people behind the camera as well. But again, going back to those shows we mentioned, whether it is normal people, young offenders, the cast that you've assembled here, plus something like. The Deceived, which is coming out, which has Lisa McGee writing it and Emmett Scanlon and Paul Meskell. And, you know, you, you, you've got, what is it, do you think about your guys? You've got Tristan, Graham, Gemma you know, um, what do you think it is about, I, it seems like every person in Ireland is an amazing actor and we just, we're just discovering this now. That's apart from a me. true story. But, you know, it's, um, it's a problem in the industry in general, worldwide, is that for actors, sadly, it's such a difficult profession because it's really only the top two or three percent of actors ever make a really good career out of it maybe the top one percent do extremely well out of it but for for the general populace of actors it's very hard for them to make a living in fact most of them have second jobs to keep an income coming so i mean there is a massive pool of talent and i mean there was two reasons we cast non-familiar faces one is obviously financial obviously if we if we had a huge budget we probably would have cast more familiar names but there's nothing more refreshing than seeing new faces on screen there's one thing that tires me out especially with irish or uk cinema is you're seeing the same faces regurgitated all the time and there's just just wealth of talent that never get the opportunity so i was just delighted like 
like you said, Tristan Graham, Jamalia, Ryan Lincoln, um, Ali Nikair. Oh my God, just so many great actors that don't always get that opportunity to shine. So thankfully, when I see the the lads up on screen, I just there's a sort of a a sort of a parental kind of look of pride in my face when I see these performances. I'm like, I'm delighted. And you know what? I hope, I really hope it leads on to uh, more work for them because uh, you know yourself in this industry in general, no matter what side of the media you're on, your wage is not guaranteed. It's certainly not for the long distance uh, future. So please God, it'll uh, create some work for us in the future. Most definitely. Now, I, I don't know if you know this, but um, whenever the trailer was released for Broken Law, um, we put it up on on Joe and the big review scheme and everything. And it's actually, in the history of the entire site, it's actually one of the top performing trailer reactions that we've ever had. And I'm wondering, like, why do you think something like this um, resonates so much with an Irish audience? And because obviously... People might describe it like, you know, oh, there's elements of love-hate, there's elements of cardboard gangsters. Do you welcome those comparisons? And then, yeah, what is it about that that just connects with the Irish audience? You know, you're right. I mean, that genre is extremely popular in Ireland. Um, why? I'm not quite sure. Um, but Love-Hate was a phenomenal show. And, and that, I mean... I think even now, I'm not sure how many years Love Hate is off air. I know there have been reruns of it and stuff like that, but but there's still that huge appetite out there for that content. And um, so I guess I guess the audience is still out there. I mean, nobody knows who I am. Some of our lead cast are not really generally known. John Connors is probably our highest profile actor there, and Gary Lydon. Uh, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think a lot of the a lot of thanks has to go to the like of Love Hate, Carbo Gangsters, because they got numbers in in the cinemas and uh, and TV. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping, hoping that audiences will go out and see this. I know we're we're up against it with the COVID. Will people go back out to the cinemas? But re, uh, oh, please God, they will because uh, yeah, we we could do we could do it the money for first time. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I, I know that, um, yeah, everyone, myself included, absolutely dying to get back into cinema and actually just watch films up on the big screen again, which would be so wonderful. Have you, like, COVID aside and, you know, logistics and costs and everything aside, is there a perfect dream screening that you have in your head that you like, someday I'm going to sit down with so-and-so, we're all going to be in the one place, it's a certain screen, a certain cinema, and we're all going to sit down and watch Broken Law together? Any cinema, to be honest. I mean, <clears throat> I my local cinemas here in Tullamore and Newbridge. I'm looking forward to going out with the lads, just my mates, and 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 Liffey Valley. We go to Liffey Valley a lot. It'd be sort of a ritual. We go get a bit of grub, then go in and catch a movie or whatever. I'm looking forward to doing that just with my friends that we've been doing it for for the last twenty years. But with our cast and crew, unfortunately, we can't do the the traditional um, premiere red carpet or any of that crack. But we'll probably organize something next week, get together in town and meet up. Um, I just, yeah, I just can't wait to see it in any particular cinema. Actually, the lighthouse. I'm looking forward to seeing it in the lighthouse. I, I love that venue. Um, I know there was one, was it the IMC that shot in Tala? 
it was at the IMT in Tallaght that's shut down. That's kind of sad, but um, yeah, anywhere. I'll see it anywhere. I'll see it out in the back garden if it's shown. I'll come to the back garden. I'll visit you there and we'll sit down. I'll bring the popcorn. Um, apart from Broken Law, are there any other kind of big releases that you, as you said, you and your friends go through a ritual of the past 20 years of going to the cinema together? Is there anything you've got earmarked uh, that you that you can't wait to see? Well, I, I love a popcorn movie, a good popcorn movie. So I'm looking forward to Tenet. And I was looking forward to um, Top Gun. I know, I know it's... I mean, the first Top Gun, I look back on it now and it's so camp, it's so cheesy. But you kind of have to love it for what it is. I mean, Tom Cruise, he always delivers. So I was looking forward to the big uh, the big screen experience of, of Top Gun, but I think that was pushed back to Christmas. But Tenet, yeah, I think Tenet's coming out in Ireland in later later in August. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. I, I was wondering, are we ever going to see Tenet? Because it obviously just keeps just been slightly out of reach uh, at the moment. But yeah, really looking forward to seeing that as well. In terms of yourself, and I know you had a bit of breathing space. You said you and your producer could sit down and you could you could actually work on Broken Law and make a, a really specific plan for releasing it. But did you get a chance to do any more writing? Is that something you even wanted to do? Or did you just want to sit down and relax and go, well, I've just made a fucking feature film, so I've, I've done my bit for now. There was that, that just sitting down and decompressing for the last few months, but I have so many ideas and I've, I've probably about 100 scripts in some stage. Uh, maybe five or six of them would be at first draft stage and maybe eight of them would be sort of a, a long form outline. So I have loads of ideas. I, all I know is that after the cinema release, I'm going into my own self sort of self-quarantine for about three months until maybe January the 1st. And I'll come out of January the 1st with the first draft of something uh, ready to hit the ground running next year, please God. So, um, yeah, I know I've, I've loads of ideas. Thank God. I know a lot of writers struggle to even come up with an idea. And um, you don't have to look too far in today's world to be inspired to write. That's for certain. And well, that'll be a well-deserved self-quarantine uh, for the end of the year anyway. I was wondering, um, Broken Law, and we were talking about how audiences do love it here in Ireland as well. Uh, do you think, is there potential for a sequel in this world or even a spin-off like TV series? Is that something you've entertained? It's an option. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for, for anyone that hasn't seen Broken Law yet, but I think there's a lot of potential in some of the characters in this film. A lot of room to explore more areas in their lives. And and when we wrote it, we wrote with that in mind, not to sound like a uh, like a cynic or anything like that, but it could potentially generate some kind of a, a legacy in itself, the film. But, I mean, the bottom line is people have to go and see Broken Law in the first place for anyone to want to see anything else, but... That would be great. I mean, I'd still make my my next feature. I know, my, I know my next feature is going to be very different than Broken Law, but but if if we were lucky enough for Broken Law to create an appetite for more, then absolutely, because TV, as you know, especially with like normal people, Netflix and that, I mean, audiences are now flocking to the smaller screen. Um, so I mean, we make we make films for audiences. And I know there is the romance of cinema. I love the romance of cinema. I love the communal experience. And I don't think that will ever 
die. I, t- I hope cinema will live through this whole revolution of television. But television is where the numbers are at. And and we want to write something that audience will see. So I definitely wouldn't rule out a TV series in, in the future. Excellent. Uh, sounds like a plan. Final couple of questions. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, obviously, you've got... Uh, the guards are play a major role, obviously, in broken law as well. Have you been stopped by the guards? Are you looking forward to getting stopped by the guards after they've seen broken law in the cinema? Uh, you know what? The, yeah, uh, like I don't go in too hard on the guards. I mean, there is. I mean, it's hard job. It is. I know there was um, TV series is there showing the reality of, of life in, in the uniform for a guard. And I know they've got bad press over the last few years, and a lot of it was warranted, granted. But generally speaking, and, and the vast majority of guards are honourable people that get into this job for the right reason. I wouldn't do this job. I wouldn't do it. Not, in a, not for all the money in the world. And I feel bad for them in a, in a way. So it wasn't an opportunity for us to to kick, kick the guards while they're down. I think they... Um, but it certainly does shine a light on some of the more suspect behaviours going on behind the scenes, stuff that has been kind of swept under the carpet down through the years. And I hope just as an institute, is as, as an organisation, in a couple of years' time in the next generation, they'll be able to look at how they might have been portrayed and maybe learn from that and maybe weed out some of the bad eggs, you know what I mean? So I'm not giving them a bad go in the film, but... Um, but if any of them stop me, I, I claim to be my brother James, if any of them ask. Perfect. It's a, it's a perfect excuse. Um, and last but not least, I know you mentioned um, earlier on, I know you've talked before about road safety in Ireland and, you know, the importance of wearing a seatbelt and things like that. And at the moment, there's a lot of, there's a call for people, you know, in terms of masks and COVID and everything like that. And I even see some people... Um, Matt Letizia, I don't know where his head's at, but he's he's talking about um, uh, you know, comparing it to road safety and things like this. But it it feels like, well, me personally, you know, if there's something that we can do to make the place a little bit safer for everybody, um, then that's something that maybe we should be trying to do. I'm just wondering, from your own kind of experience, do you see any parallels there? And uh, what what's your take on that? Um. When it comes to the masks, just in general, I I have no idea why people would have a problem with it, right? It's it's not a big ask for at least for the temporary future, right? To wear like I had to wear one there the other day going to a, at a dental appointment, and um, I like I, I'll be honest, my brain, my lungs, my diaphragm is partially paralyzed anyway. So when I wear the mask, I was genuinely I can't quite. Get, grab a full breath when I'm wearing it. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but I know it's only a short-term thing. It's like 10 minutes getting out of the van, going into his place and coming back out. No big deal. I'm home in half an hour. I don't see why people would have a problem with it. When you look at the whole like the seatbelt phenomenon, maybe 20 years ago, it wasn't a thing for people to have to put on seatbelts. Whereas now you're almost criminalized for not wearing it. So there was a huge cultural transition in those 20 years. And I think in maybe hopefully in a few months' time, this mask thing will become less of a problem. People will just stick it on, carry on, do your day, and come back. And 
But look, we all want to get out the other end of this. We want to get back to some semblance of normalcy. We want we want business to be back thriving again, or at least even surviving. And we won't be able to do that if we don't wear masks. It's plain and simple. Um, and these other other procedures, I don't know. It, it's a funny time. I just I want to see the end of it. And and I think if we all. I guess if we all contribute and take responsibility and do our bit, I think we'll get out the other end of it quicker, hopefully. Um, so I, I don't know. It's a tricky one. but Yeah. No, no. I was just interested to hear, as I said, your take, because I know you've you've been an advocate before uh, in terms of the seatbelt side of things. But listen, Patty, thank you so much for all of that. Congratulations uh, on uh, Broken Law. Again, as I said, a really really enjoyed the movie and uh, hopefully audiences will get out there and support it once it's released uh, in the cinema and uh, we can look forward to that dream screening uh, in your back garden or wherever it happens to be at some point in the future as well. Absolutely. Thanks for being. Yeah. Yeah, look. I, you know what? If no one goes to the cinema, I'll go myself. I'll go a thousand times just to get that numbers up. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. No, I think you, you won't be alone. There are definitely people there uh, to see it with you. So uh, can't wait. Thanks to me and again, and have a great day over there. You too. Cheers, Patty. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.